welcome to another episode of Strange Days Lives. Hope you guys are having a good Monday, February the 5th, 2024, transmitting live from California, wet California, having a rare storm. We're trying to keep dry here in California, that's what we're trying to do. Seems like uh, the whole world is paying attention to a little bit of rain. And a lot of people are marking themselves safe from the rain. This is your host, Doc, bringing you the latest in all things strange, trying to create a fun atmosphere and a good show for you to enjoy the next hour with me. If you feel so inclined to join us live here at the studio, please click on the link that I just posted to the YouTube channel. Or the other option is for you to call us also. The number to call is area code 951-888-0313. 951-888-0313. And today's topic will be the Toy MB tiles. I know I originally had entitled the, the show to be about the appearances of white gods. Um, back in Mesoamerica, but I did some research and there's not a whole but a lot of it. So I decided to pick a little bit more, uh, another different topic with a little bit more meat on it. And here we are. Thank you for joining us. You guys familiar with the Toy and Bee tiles? I've seen these around, um, not personally, but I've seen the, the story for a few years now. So I decided to be, let me dive a little bit deep into this and find out what this is all about. And uh, it's a great story. It has a lot of uh, paradigms and a lot of possibilities into uh, what it could be and what it all means. So with that being said, thank you again for joining us at Strange Days Live here on this wet Monday, February the 5th, 2024 situated in California. Let me go here to the comment section. Where are you guys, uh, where are you guys from? Uh, go ahead and post your location to see where you guys and the listeners are calling from. And if you feel inclined again, you can go ahead and reach us at 951-888-0313. For those of you that are listening to uh, the podcast, I invite you to listen to our show live by going on strangedayslive.com and the show airs Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to approximately 8, 8.30 or 9 o'clock about one to two hour show uh, based on the length of, uh, of our topic. The future I envisioned the show to be about as similar as you can get to a coast-to-coast show where you guys are able to call in live and entertain us with your tales of the paranormal, scary stories, and uh, all the things that would that, um, that would take to emulate a, an original broadcast by Ovard Bell, who is the inspiration behind this channel. Thank you, friends, for listening. Thank you for joining us. And... Um, I'll give a little bit more time to people to get situated. And we can start the show. 
for those that are already here, welcome. So today's show will be about, hey Chris, how are you? Nice to have you on the show. Larry, nice to have you on the show. Today's show will be about what is known as the Toynbee uh, tiles. Hey JD, good to have you buddy. What is the Toynbee? Have you guys ever known anything about mysterious tiles that have appeared since the 1980s all over the world with strange messages? Like I said, I, I came across these pictures on the internet a couple of years ago, and then I decided to, you know what, I'm going to do, do the show on this today. So without further ado, we'll get started. So prepare yourselves today for an immersive journey into the mysterious world of the Toynbee tiles. Envision the asphalt streets as our canvas, per se, and cryptic messages as our guide through this labyrinth of mystery. Today, we're going to be unraveling the layers of the Toynbee tile mystery that have perplexed and fascinated people for decades. So join me as we delve into the shadows of the Toynbee tiles. On the ordinary pavement you walk on, transformed into a tapestry of cryptic messages, inviting you and I to decipher the secrets etched in asphalt. The Toynbee tiles are not just pieces of art, as some claim graffiti could be, or street right, but they are windows into the minds of their creators. And these also reflect a mysterious narrative that stretches across time and space. The stage is now set, the tiles await, so let's begin our exploration. Our adventure commences in the neon-lit streets of the 1980s. Philadelphia, where mysterious tiles adorned with messages like Toy and Be Idea in Movie 2001, Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter, surface captivating the imagination of passersby. The Toy and Be tiles are also known as the Toy and Be plaques, all of them carrying mysterious messages implanted forever in asphalt and streets across approximately two dozen major U.S. cities and four South American cities since the 1980s. Researchers have unearthed uh, several hundreds of these uh, tiles, typically measuring around the size of uh, your American license plate, so about 30 to by 15 centimeters or 12 by 6 inches, although some can be uh, notably larger the size of the American license plate seems to predominate. The message within these tiles typically feature a variation of the follow, following inscription, Toy and Be Idea in Movie 2001 Resurrect Dead on Planet Jupiter. The more intricate tiles go beyond, and they usually incorporate cryptic political messages and urging readers to craft and place similar tiles. Initially, the material used for these tiles remain a mystery, but emerging evidence has suggested that they are likely composed primarily of layers of linoleum and asphalt cracked filled compounds. Articles discussing these tiles started surfacing in the mid-1990s with potential articles referring uh, these tiles dating back maybe to the mid-1980s. But what is the Toynbee connection? Arnold J. Toynbee was a British historian and philosopher, uh, philosopher born on uh, the 14th of April of 1889 and uh, passed away on October 22nd of 1975. He's actually best known for his work as a historian 
uh, on his monumental 12-volume book series titled A Study of History, uh, which was published between 1934 and 1961. Toynbee's approach to history was very holistic. Uh, he tended to examine the rise and fall of civilizations, and he explored the interconnectedness of various cultures and society. Toynbee's ideas and theories have had a significant impact, if you will, on the field of history and have sparked both the admiration and criticism. Um, his emphasis on the importance of a moral and spiritual factors in the development of civilization has set his work apart from the more traditional historian perspectives. Despite some controversies and debate, Toynbee remains a notable figure in the study of history and has left a lasting legacy in such field. Hence, the unexpectedly becomes a muse, interweaving with reference to Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Here we are transversing the 80s and 90s. Uh, the tiles gain momentum and spread across cities and continents. So you have these two basic historian, and then one of the theories suggests Stanley Kubrick made a impact on somebody and started placing these tiles around and here you have the creation so as far as the history of the Toynbee tiles uh, they were initially captured on film in the late 1980s uh, with their inaugural mention in the media appearing in 1994 though like I said previously some of them might, might have mentioned them earlier but this is the one that's been documented and this uh, came out of the Baltimore Sun uh, in a letter to the Philadelphia Inquirer, which uh, dated, dated back to 1983, there was a reference to a campaign in Philly uh, that touched upon similar themes found in the tile, such as uh, reviving the decades, de deriving the deceased on Jupiter, using Stan uh, Arnold Toy, uh, Toynbee and also Stanley Kubrick. So there's been something already kind of setting up in the ether, if you will, in the 1980s. Um, although the letter did not specifically mention the tiles themselves, the person that wrote this letter was kind of opening up the gate, might have even been the person that started the whole trend. But um, getting back to the United States, the official sighting of tiles have been documented um, in multiple cities. So as far as west as Kansas City, Missouri, there have been tiles uh, extending all the way north to Boston, Massachusetts, and as far south as Richmond, Virginia. Since 2002... There have been scarce appearances of new tiles uh, attributed to the original artist uh, beyond the immediate, uh, the immediate Philadelphia or Pennsylvania area. However, there was a notable exception uh, when, when actually that occurred when a sighting in a suburban Connecticut in 2006 and another in Edison, New Jersey in 2007. Instances of uh, presumed copycat tiles have been observed in various locations, including Noblesville, Indiana, Buffalo, Syracuse, San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, Roswell, New Mexico. Additionally, there was a sighting in Detroit, Michigan in 97 and a one, another one in uh, Tulsa in 2013. While many other tiles believed to be the original artist's work have been uh, worn away by traffic, uh, so 2011, Remnants of these older tiles still persist in Pittsburgh. So if you guys live in Pittsburgh, try to see if you can go find one of these guys and take a picture. There's also an original one still in Pennsylvania. There's one in St. Louis. There's still an original one in Cincinnati. There's one in Cleveland. And actually the ones in South America are still there. 
So here we are to kind of brief introduction, a couple of mysterious tiles starting uh, tiles about the size of a license plate started appearing all over the, well, started appearing in, in Philadelphia in the 1980s. And then as the decade kept going, they started moving around the U.S. kind of with the same parameters and the same information, mentioning um, the need to... Uh, revive or bring back the dead in Jupiter. So I'm going to mand, uh, before we kind of keep going, I'm going to man our comment sections here. Everybody's still in. So already said hello to JD, to Chris. Hi, Michaela. How are you? Robot Clean, how you doing? Toy B Tiles. Uh, hello, Chris. Just kind of reading your comments here. Robert Clean says, I fully read about this dude like 10 years ago. Yeah, very cool, man. Mikaila, Mikaila, Mikaila. That's how you pronounce this. I'll go with the Italian, Mikaela interpretation. Uh, all I remember is that there was a main line, uh, Robert Clean says about the Jupiter. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of these things that you kind of, I mean, there's so many mysterious um, things in the world that have been like, they've been researched to death you know like your ufos your bigfoots and all these kind of topics but i um i was trying to look for the strange ones meaning like the ones that i have haven't really have a lot of exposure and so that's why i kind of settled on these uh toy because i've also came across with them uh, a couple of years ago i didn't pay much attention obviously i didn't have the show back then but i decided to do it today um they're pretty interesting stuff you know um i would I'm the kind of person that probably if I saw an original one, I know it sounds bad, but I would probably just uh, try to get it out of the street somehow and hang it on a wall. That kind of defeats the purpose, but it would be kind of cool to own one of the original tiles. Well, to go on here, um, so as I told you guys earlier about the components of the tiles, um, there's actually a lot of documentaries that, that focus on the on the tiles themselves, on the history, on the theories, possibilities of who's been the, the person in charge of them as far as creating them and, and so on and so forth. Um, Justin Doerr uh, actually is a, uh, commented that the, the Toy and Bee uh, likely, uh, the, the Toy and Bee word itself likely alludes to the, like I said before, to the British historian uh, Arnold Toy and Bee. And uh, also, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the Kubrick uh, movie 2001 is a reference to the, the film that came out in 68. You know, th this one, um, this particular film that depicted a crew, I don't know if you guys seen the movie, uh, depicted a crew, a, a crude mission to, to Jupiter, actually. Another speculative source, uh, the form, uh, there's actually a... There's actually a, a website dedicated to this. Uh, it was called, or I don't know if it's still around, but it's Toy and B, T O Y like toy, and the letter N, and then B like a B. So T O Y N B E E dot net proposed that Toy and B might be a reference to Ray Bradbury's short story, The Toy and B Convector. Uh, this is a cool story. This is actually about a, a main character named Roger, who's a reporter. Uh, and he's uh, granted an interview with a guy named Craig uh, Stiles, who is also known as, quote-unquote, the time traveler. And so um, Roger, the reporter, goes and interviews Craig, and uh, 
this gentleman claimed to have traveled 100 years to the, fuse, uh, to the future using his time machine, which is called the Toynbee Convector. And uh, Styles, the traveler, presented evidence of a utopian future that he had witnessed going forward in the future about 100 years, uh, which inspired people to work towards his vision. Uh, however, on his deathbed uh, at 130 years old, this is part of the story, uh, Styles actually confessed that he fabricated the entire story to motivate humanity to reach a utopia-like future. He reveals his exception to the reporter Roger Shumway and proceeds to end his life with a real time machine. Shumway, the reporter, is left with the choice of exposing the fraud <coughs> or uh, just keep perpetrating uh, perpetuating the, the illusion that the, his idea of uh, having a perfect society is it was actually a reality so what does he do what what does what does he do what would you do mr someway uh and this he ultimately destroys the evidence and he allowed the imagined utopia to persist at the end of the story, Shumway departs and he leaves the truth undisclosed. So that was a, they're also saying that this could be a, a plausibility in respect to the origin of the of the story itself or the bricks of some of the tiles, I should say. So most tiles feature the, the text, which resemble, um, I'm going to put some pictures here. So this is what the tiles actually look like. You know, picture uh, a street somewhere in the middle of Philadelphia, and you have these little tiles. The one at the bottom you can see has a lot of beat, you know? This is another example of a tile. Toy NBA idea, movie 2001, resurrected, planet Jupiter. And then I don't know if, yeah, that's probably part of it. Uh, somebody seems to have written on it to scratch some kind of message. And this is another one. So they all kind of fall in the same sort of uh, direction. I'll put the original there. So most tiles, they feature text resembling the example above with a common occurrence of a second set in class proximity. Uh, some of these additional tiles hint at a widespread conspiracy involving the press, which is another theory, including newspaper magnate John S. Knight of uh, Knight Rider. It also tends to lead green and maybe there's a u.s government or a russian uh, conspiracy and um, individuals describe that quote-unquote helian jays could be responsible for this a cool story about a tile that was actually found outside of the states there's a tile previously located in santiago chile that contain a street address of uh, 2324 South 7th Street, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. And in 2006, the residents of the corresponding house claimed ignorance about the tile and were very annoyed at people that kept knocking on their door and saying, hey, you know, there's a tile in Chile that says that uh, there's something particular about this house. So despite the house um, being the former residence of a recluse and alleged tile maker, which was revealed in the 2011 documentary film Resurrect Dead, The Mysteries of the Toy and Bee Tiles, um, people claimed ignorance and they said, I don't know what we're talking about. 
you know, quit knocking on our door. So that's cool. In Santiago de Chile, there was actually the address of the person claimed to be responsible for him. Enthusiasts of the Toynbee tiles speculated that a native Philadelphia might be the creator due to the high number of tiles in the city. Makes sense. Their apparent age, diverse carving style, and the presence of the tiles creator screed. And the Philadelphia address on the Chicago on the Santiago tile. So all these things here point that, and I would probably believe that as well. I mean, it's easier to start kind of like you know art or a movement uh, close proximity to your house. It doesn't make sense to travel to another town to to kind of start a movement, you know. And uh, there's no lucrative means here for the creator. There's just a a tile with a message on it that's kind of obscured. So who are the the possible subjects um, or who are the possible inspirations uh, in regards to the toy and bee trials tiles goodness but before i go to the possible subjects i am going to visit our comment section real talk with mimsy limbs how are you good to have you on the show mimsy everything's going well over here thank you for joining us So back on the possible subjects, so we have the, as we talked about the writer, right? The Arnold J. Toynbee, the idea, uh, according to letters written by the Tyler, allegedly uncovered by Toynbee Tile Researches in Pennsylvania in 2006, Toynbee's idea stems from a passage in Arnold Toynbee book Experiences. So it's a possible subject and there's a possible uh, divulging of the facts and this is the line of the of the book Experiences by Arnold Toynbee. Human nature presents human minds with a puzzle which they are not yet solved and may never succeed in solving, for all that we can tell. The dichotomy of a human being into soul and body is not a datum of experience. No one has ever been or ever met a living human soul without a body. Someone who accepts, as I myself do, taking it on trust, the present-day scientific account of the universe may find it impossible to believe that a living creature, once dead, can come back to life again. But if he did entertain this belief, he would be thinking more scientifically if he thought in the Christian terms of the psychosomatic resurrection than if he thought in the shamantic terms of a disembodied spirit deep thoughts there so that's one of the possible subjects aligned from that script of the book then as we talked about people also think it is related to the toyn b convector the book that we talked about earlier about the a guy who fabricates a tale of a time travel into the future describing a utopian society only to let a reporter know that it was all make-believe even though he did change the course of history by convincing people in the here now to live as they would in a utopia. And then the writer, as we said, is ultimately responsible whether to tell the truth or keep the lie a mystery and for which he chooses to do so. The writer Arthur C. Clarke uh, he also wrote a book called Jupiter 5. It's actually not really, but it's a short story. And this one involves a spaceship named the Arnold Toynbee, and which is actually going on a trip to Jupiter. And uh, this story contains a lot of elements that are common with the 2001 Space Odyssey as well. 
Hey, Brad Pitbull, good to have you here, man. Haven't seen you in a, while, in a minute. Uh, the other person or idea that's been quoted as being responsible is that Dave Mamet's 4AM. Playwright Dave Mamet has spoken on his belief that the tiles are a homage to actually one of his plays, and he has described it as the weirdest thing that ever happened. In his 1983 work, 4AM, which was published in the collection of uh, Gold, uh, it's called Goldberg Streets, is a basically short plays and monologue. It was it was published. Um, a radio host based actually on, on, on Larry King and the story impatiently listens to a caller who contends that the movie 2001, based on the writings of Arnold Toynbee, uh, speaks of a plan to reconstitute life on Jupiter. The radio show host quickly points out that the factual errors in the caller's assertions and the logical fallacies of his plan. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of documentaries on YouTube if you guys like the subject. Uh, the one documentary called Resurrect Dead, The Mystery of the Toy and Bee Tiles. Uh, they actually claim that they have uncovered several pieces of evidence that predates uh, Mamet's play. So there goes Mamet's, uh, David Mamet's insight into this, uh, including a 1980 call by the Tyler to Larry King Show. They cite a 1983 article in the Philadelphia Inquirer which uh, mentions a local man, a man contacting talk shows and newspapers to spread the message about bringing the dead uh, to life on Jupiter as depicted in the film 2001. So very weird things, man. <laughs> I'm going to say um, it's kind of like a, somebody grabbed, you know, a bunch of people uh, distilled like the basic summary and decided to plaster it on a tile and put it everywhere. It's just, uh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. It's just kind of weird. You guys enjoying the subject? Uh, maybe that's, this is one of the reasons why this thing doesn't get spoken about a lot. Cause it's just a hodgepodge of, uh, of theories. Uh, let's see, Robert Robert Clean. I don't get what's so mysterious about it. It is written plain as day. Toy and idea in movie 2001, resurrect dead on planet Jupiter. Yeah, you 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 got it. So are we gonna? Are you guys on board about resurrecting the dead on planet Jupiter? That's true. That's funny. Yeah, man. That, I mean, that's it. Uh, that's the whole message. What's the mystery? I guess the mystery has to do with who is the person responsible for putting the tiles, not necessarily the tiles, right? The tiles, the evidence, sort of like a great painting that nobody knows who painted it, right? So you start having questionable uh, research into why did you put this stuff here? That's basically what it is. You just kind of want to know who did it. So let's try to see if, you know, if this there's a guy here that's uh, in the next section of the show uh, that claims to be the creator. So he finally comes out. But So back in 83, there was a self-proclaimed social... I don't know how you can be a self-proclaimed social worker. Either you are or you're not. But he was a self-proclaimed social worker named James Morasco. And he actually reached out to talk shows and newspapers presenting his concept of colonizing Jupiter with diseased earth inhabitants. So, yeah. He asserted that he derived his idea from a book by historians Arnold Tolby. See, now we're getting a little bit more than nebulous uh, answer. In a discussion with the Philadelphia Inquirer, 
inquirer, Morasco elaborated on how Toynbee's book proposed reviving dead molecules, a notion sub subsequently depicted in the 2001 film. The caller has established that Jupiter colonization organization refers to as the minority association, as reported by the inquirer. I wonder if that's still a thing. Would you guys be interested in joining the minority association? In 96, the editor of the Kansas City Star, Doug Orgel, stumbled upon a Toynbee tile at the intersection of 13th and Grand in downtown Kansas City. Seven years later, upon revising the story, Mr. Orgel discovered that the tile remained in place. And he ascertained that the street had last undergone resurfacing in 1996. So after comparing the tile to others in different cities, a local police detective noted that clearly it was created by the same hand and concluded that despite reference to a quote-unquote movement, the creator was likely acting alone. That's a lot to get. You know, I mean, if, I, if it was me trying to research this thing uh, to the point where I was like involved in it 100%, like I wanted to discover who the heck this guy was, I would compare, you know, it's not really handwriting, but it is carving. Uh, so whoever's carving these things, um, you know, just like I, you, you can kind of ascertain uh, who wrote something based on their handwriting. I'm sure that um, you could determine which ones are originals and which ones are not based on... Uh, like the more like for example like this one here like if we were analyzing the first one which first one is a legit one the one with the you know blue and red and then you compare it with this other tile here i would say this is probably not written by the same cat you know kind of you can see the the o's are a little bit off you try to like open up the o's um it's pretty close i mean you can yeah you can trace the letters uh but um it just gives you that feel that it's not probably an original one and then you have a you have another one here and then also the way that this guy uses like this guy just kind of sets them on the streets and when the con the cars run over them it embeds it into the cement uh into the into the pavement right and then these other tiles here look like somebody just kind of got some spackle from uh the local hardware store and just kind of went to town you know these tiles are more um i guess you can make a sense of which ones are original which ones are not all right uh in 2003 mr wargle who became i guess an investigator contacted the sole uh james morasco our character james morasco and uh, listed in the Philadelphia phone book and was informed by the man's widow that her husband had passed away in March of that year at the age of, eight, at the age of 88. One question about the tiles, uh, Mr. Morasco's widow stated that uh, her husband didn't know anything about it. Wargle harbored doubts about this individual being the tile maker. Action News Philadelphia interviewed the widow of another man named James Joseph Morasco and identify him as a Philadelphia carpenter who had died in 2003 at the age of 87. His wife expressed unfamiliarity with the tiles and mentioned that her husband had no interest in Jupiter. <laughs> oh boy, I like that. 
Um, if Morasco had indeed passed away at either age in 2003, he would have been in his 70s during the period when most of the tires were laid. Well, not necessarily. Well, yeah, he would have been. He would not necessarily. Would have been in his probably late 50, 50s, 60s. That doesn't really mean much, you know. Uh, people that have been, you know, Picasso and all those people, they've been painting up until there's well into their 70s. So that's funny. So they 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 bugged this lady so much that she actually said, "My husband had no interest in Jupiter." Boy. 2011 documentary Resurrect the Dead, the Mystery of the Toynbee Tiles, which I, if you guys want to watch, it's available, I believe, for free on, on YouTube. Artist and Toynbee Tile enthusiast, Mr. Justin Doerr, he asserted that he viewed the tiles as the handiwork of a solitary individual and linked them to the reclusive residence of another person of interest named Severino Sevi Verna. Doerr suggested that Verna might have used the alias J. Morasco. Oh, man, this thing just it, it, it can't get any more complicated, huh? The streets surrounding Verna's home were scattered with small prototiles, which Doerr believes served as tests. Additionally, ham radio enthusiasts reported that Verna may have transmitted a message via shortwave radio regarding his theories, drawing on information from Verna's neighbor who mentioned his car lacking uh, a passenger seat. Doer speculated that Verna placed the tiles through a hole in the floor of his car. That's some good speculation there. Can you imagine you have a neighbor uh, that kind of likes art and uh, all kinds of weird things about Jupiter and then he uses another neighbor's name and he places his own his other neighbor as being the guy in charge. That's what it's starting to look like here. Anyways, if you're confused, you're not the only one. I'm pretty confused too. And this is, yeah, this, this story is like, like I told you guys, it's, it's a doozy. It's a, it's pretty, it's a weird story. Let's go back here to, let's see what Robert, Robert Clean, Robert Clean says, self-proclaimed doctor. Uh, in official reports, everyone is always acting alone. Truth. That's true. It is true. Everybody's alone, alone gunman, alone. Huh. Philadelphia has witnessed actually the emergence of new tiles since 2003. Okay, between 2002 and 2007, many of these tiles exhibited a distinct font and style compared to the older ones. So here we go, probably copycats for sure. They often omitted certain words found in the original with race frequently replacing resurrect. So they would say Toy BID and movie 2001, race dead on planet Jupiter. If they started using uh, short, uh, shortening their hand, you know, their message, like if they started using LOL or BRB, then you know the millennials are finally gotten hip to this in our copycatting they often omitted certain words found an original with race frequently replacing resurrect and prepositions being left out starting in 2007 tiles resembling the original one surface again in philadelphia leading some to speculate that a consistent individual has been behind the entire tile phenomenon who are these people speculating there's a lot of speculation here these tiles share the same font and message as the old ones. Yeah, well, you can find fonts. I bet you anything you guys can go online and look for a Toy MB idea font and you'll find it. You guys write a little message, print it out. You get a, a knife, 
an exacto knife, you cut little letters and you put it on the street. And that's how you make a tile. On the underlying theme harkens back to earlier ideas. Notably, these tiles were affixed with a thicker layer of asphalt glue or sealant comparing to, comparing to the old ones. According to the Toy and Bee Tile enthusiast, Mr. Doerr again, he claims to have discovered and examined a recently installed tile. This new tile was wrapped in tar paper and strategically placed on a bustling street in the early mornings. Doerr suggests that the continuous pressure from cars driving on the, live, on the tile for weeks eventually indents it into the raw surface. Yeah, that's what I said earlier. With the tar paper wearing away over time to reveal the hidden message. Hmm, could Justin door probably be the culpable guy and he acts as an investigator to its own crimes i don't know where are we now in reports to our um tiles destruction preservation and public recognition uh, the tiles situated in the middle of busy streets highways on and off ramps tend to deteriorate very rapidly as you can tell because of the high volume of cars that you know go on top of them and are susceptible to resurfacing true i mean clean the streets uh smaller tiles and those near pedestrian crosswalks however are often in better conditions okay numerous tiles have been destroyed during routine road maintenance with the city of chicago deeming them as vandalism yes because chicago cares about the streets more than they care about their fill in the blank and removing any encounter tiles threatening very similar to graffiti. Uh, a substantial tile complex featuring what appears to be in the tile maker's terrain against adversaries met its demise during the repaving of Chestnut Street in Philly. One tile located at the intersection of Talcahuano and Santa Fe Streets in Buenos Aires, Argentina, has remained damaged and unreadable since 1996. They don't do much resurfacing in Argentina, huh? No public or private entity is dedicated to conserving toy and bee tiles. If you guys want a non-profit organization there looking to save some taxes, let's create one. Many tiles now exist solemnly and photographs taken before their destruction. Yeah, you can't take a photograph of something, uh, you know, after the destruction. I'm telling you folks, I, I work hard at this. The tiles have garnered attention from various American and European media outlets, including the New York Times, Chicago Suns, and NPR. 2011, Mr. Doerr, John Foy, Colin Smith, and Steve Wink released the documentary I've been referring to. And um, actually earned a spot at the 2011 Sundance Film Festival in the U.S. documentary category with Foy winning the directing award in this category. So it pays to do documentaries about tiles. As of October 2015, the Street Department of Philly officially recognized Toynbee tiles as street art, expressing a willingness to save a few tiles only if there's a quick and cost-effective method for their removal. And that is it, folks. Thank you for sticking with me. I know it was, uh, it was a difficult... Um, complicated and intertwined uh messy uh podcast today basically uh, i don't know there's a couple of people that that could have been uh the original you know creators of this but i don't i don't think the original creator is, is still around he probably just kind of was bored and just 
picked up some jumbo lap boards and decided to create this art and that's pretty much it that's my take on it all right guys well um if you guys want to call the show or if you want to hop on over and uh you guys give me your take on what you think about this podcast or other things in general feel free to do so Otherwise, our podcasts are a little bit shorter now than they were before because I'm the only one sort of doing all the work, if you will. <clears throat> and um, I don't mind it at all. I just kind of, you know, I envision this as a call-in show, but uh, hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll take, a, it'll start going that route uh, more, more so than, than a podcast uh, about, you know, or a channel about just a, um, paranormal there's a lot of you know documentaries and things out there and I don't you know this uh, uh, give you a lot more information about this so I encourage you to do so and um, you know please like and share and show uh, the podcast to your friends so they can become part of the channel and then also we can start getting the, the calls that we want to get I thank you guys for joining us again for another episode of Strange Days Live. I hope you enjoy the Toy and Bee tiles. If you have suggestions for future shows, go ahead and email us. And message the channel, make a comment under the videos, or um, or just yeah, just find a way to get in touch with us. We have a lot of social media. We have the Strange Days. Um, live.com and in that one you can find uh, resources to all our social media and also if you want to go ahead and uh, subscribe to our podcast in spotify or apple podcast i would appreciate that as it makes it easier for me to just get known and get the podcast out there known as well so thank you guys so much for joining us god bless you guys and um yeah, that's pretty much it for today. I hope you enjoy this uh, web of um, the Toy and Bee tiles. And next time you guys are walking down the street, pay attention to either where you're walking over or driving over. It could be a Toy and Bee tile. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining Strange Days Live. <laughs>